Welcome to 60 Card Bricks, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ty. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about some bad polls that Konami has been trying to do, Megaton reveals, and even more Phantom Rage cards. Enjoy the show. a single of that card for like 50 cents on Amazon. Don't worry, I believe in the heart of the cards. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. I guess uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! does reflect uh, real life. <laughs> yeah, that, that is uh, fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, this whole poll thing is bad. It's a really like it's hilarious and it's also sad. <laughs> it's like it's just peak Yu-Gi-Oh community, you know. Voter fraud. Yeah, voter fraud. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. Yeah, we're gonna start with that actually. Um, so if you don't know what's been going on, um, well, we talked about on the last episode the create a card project thing that they were working on and phase one of this thing was um this poll or not even a poll it was uh like it was a tournament like a bracket they were going to decide what the theme was that the creative card was going to be and um they got through (laughs) one match supposedly with regular clean voting and then the second match uh, did not go well. <laughs> it had 20,000 more votes than the first one. So, and people were openly admitting to buying bots to uh, sabotage the poll. So, not that it necessarily matters, but the first poll, the weather one, 56% to 43% with 27,000 votes. And the second poll, Valkyrie won with 56% to 43%. With forty-five thousand votes, uh, Ty. What? What do you mean? People are just more interested in Valkyrie uh, and Zectors. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Um, so, as a result of this, uh, just again to keep people updated, in case you did not know what's going on, although I'd be surprised if you don't at this point. Uh, Konami first on um, the eleventh of August announced that they would be. Uh, suspending the poll or suspending the entire tournament the bracket until uh twitter investigated the legitimacy of the poll because people were obviously being like hey this is clearly botted uh all this stuff and they said they would suspend it and then they will let us know what's going to happen well um august 16th today a day of recording they posted that the poll is coming back um it's coming back uh on the 18th which is Tuesday. Um, and they're basically restarting it with weather versus Gradle. Um, so <laughs> this is a practice round, I guess. I, I don't know how to look at this. Uh, they're redoing the whole bracket. Luckily, we were only two uh, matchups in, so that's cool. Okay, uh, so... It depends on how they want to do it, you know, to make it secure, but yeah. Yeah, so first of all, Twitter or Facebook or any like social media polls are not really used to like competition to find winners. You know, it's usually just used to like get an opinion or something like that, right? 
So I mean, yeah, like, because things like this can easily happen with these, you know. Yeah, so like saying Twitter is investigating the legitimacy of the poll doesn't really mean anything because right. I don't I doubt that they even care at all. Right. Um and then the second thing, the resetting of the bracket. I um, I mean, I guess it could be harmless, but it could also mean that people who didn't care about the situation, like the whole bracket, the whole tournament at all, was brought into interest by like Farfar's video, by the whole controversy, and now they might just be voting for Grado instead of the weather because Grado lost in the first round. Right, I could see that as well, and it seems a I, little unfair for people who like legitimately care about like weather or whatever, and yeah. It, I mean, you know, it's I they supposedly like again the person who brought this to light has suggested that they were not the first person to do this. They weren't the person who bought the most. Uh, it, Farfa's interview with him is very fascinating. If you want to check that out, um, so I mean that lends itself to like the idea that this happened on the previous poll as well. Like, and that's sure that's definitely possible. But, you know, there's no evidence of that unless, you know, Twitter supposedly found something. But I, like you said, I highly doubt that. Uh, it just seems a little unfair. But hopefully, hopefully uh, the right thing gets done uh, with, when it comes to who should be winning. How do you think, is there a good way to do this? I mean, like... Cause... Yeah, I mean, I think your um, your option is... Uh, the the thing that you mentioned was pretty good because um, the uh, I don't think it's going to be that hard to uh, create slash like amp a poll on any of the official website mm -hmm. and then make it so that you have to uh, log in with your Konami ID right. in order to vote. I mean, like don't your we... idea, I think, is like the best. I mean, don't we do that with the structure deck tournaments anyway? I know that's OCG, but like. I mean, it seems like it's not that complicated. I, I don't know yeah, why we were doing it through the, Twitter to begin with. The technology is there. You could even, like, ask the OCG division and, like, get all the code and change right. stuff. Exactly. It's not... Yeah. There, again, we all know why they did, they did it in the first place, though, is to broaden the reach of their social media, which right. is why it's, it was on Twitter on the first place. Yeah. Which brings me to my third point, that what if this is all a conspiracy theory? What if the one who was buying bots for Valkyrie and made this uh, situation uh, into the public eye were a Konami, uh, Konami employee all along, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Like, can, can you think of a situation that would... No, can you think of a plan that would bring... Even people who did not have a care in the world for the whole tournament. <laughs> that, that is fair. Into this. <laughs> that is fair. It it does like it turned it into this big thing where people are like really invested in the like this was a really harmless like thing that was happening. I mean, well to be fair, there was like I mean, there was a there was definitely a decent amount of interest in it. Like there was like propaganda meme wars happening on the internet, uh, with people saying to vote for this, vote for that. But it's just like I mean, I, I don't, the, this definitely rose the level of interest for sure. So, you know, yeah, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. I, I don't know. So, yeah, well, uh, that's that. Yeah, 
hopefully only only we could turn uh, this really like nondescript like create a card tournament into a big fiasco uh and my final question is that what if everything is done can are are the Yu-Gi-Oh community be able to accept what's going to happen accepting the result uh, i don't know <laughs> we'll see <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on um, to some more TCG news. We have Genesis Impact. Yes, this is the uh, the import for the OCG deck building, the newest deck building pact. Right. Which we're going to touch on a little bit later on some of the cards. But mm-hmm. um, We still don't know yeah. the third archetype. Uh, we know two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well... It says, it says here is the basically like deeper lore to the invoke archetype. Mm-hmm. The um, what is it? Fear is a why am I witchcrafter? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Witchcrafter and then Dimian. Yeah. Um, uh, and which... I guess the third archetype you're saying is the ritual summoning that the new ritual summoning theme. Right. So. This, uh, the Alistair, Veer, and Endymion, that's like one archetype. Like, yeah, so we're going to read it. I, I guess you haven't, yeah, you said you haven't read any of this. So I, it's, no, I haven't read yeah, any it's of this. like an archetype that like is tied into that lore, basically. Um, nice. And then we know the ritual summoning archetype, but there's a third archetype that we do not know um, yet. Um, oh, okay. I got you. But people, I think, um, of all of them, so far, of the two we know, people are most interested in the ritual archetype, and maybe that's because rituals are on the mind with the Megalith stuff going around that we'll talk about. But, um, yeah, people are definitely excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it could be cool. The most important thing about this, which I don't know if you're planning on touching on at all, but uh, this is a more of a traditional side set for us or it should be this is like our secret or secret slayers dark saviors like that you know that are that side set that has three Mm -hmm. archetypes it's like one of those Mm -hmm. but they've changed it up on us this is going to be in the style of toon chaos um in terms of the rarity breakdown so you know because normally we have an all normally these sets are all foil supers and secrets uh, not right. anymore. This is we're getting rares, we're getting ultra rares, and we're getting super rares. That's that's it. And collectors rares. So collectors rare is like the what ten thousand dragon, right? It's like the same as that. Uh, no, no. Collectors rare. Uh, <laughs> are you that unplugged? Uh, no, a collectors rare is like um, it's kind of like Why ulti plus shatterfoil is the best way I can describe it. Okay. Uh. I, I don't know, like, that might be a terrible way to describe it, but it, it was in Toon Chaos. There's, like, like Yeah, like, the the listeners have to for, forgive me because I haven't even held a card in, like, <laughs> two months. Right. So I don't know what the rarity looks like in, in Toon Chaos as well. But, yeah, all right. so, so it's, like, you know, uh, all collector's rares out of Toon Chaos are pretty expensive. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, that's it, cool, I guess, for people. Card, so. Oh, there's a lot in Toon Chaos as well, and they're all money. Um, so, you know, fair enough. Uh, but I don't know. I I believe in Toon Chaos you got three ultras per box, which is like that's mm-hmm. that's yikes. I don't know. 
if they make a lot of the good stuff ultra so rares, the... this this could be a problem. I'm I don't know. I'm not excited necessarily. I mean, more collectors rares is cool, but I'm not excited about this change. Um, so basically, uh, ultra rares are the new secret rares from the old side set. Basically, right. What exactly. Um, and the main core, the 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 core problem of not having good cards being lower rarity is still not going to be yeah addressed at all yeah so i don't know <laughs> we'll see we'll see how this goes i mean it's not necessarily surprising because toon chaos is has been a very successful set for them um i mean it's not a coincidence that it's like the only set recently that has gotten an unlimited run that just recently started hitting shelves um Tooncast has been very, very good for Konami, so it's not surprising that they looked and then go, yes, let's keep doing that. Um, but I don't know how well, player-friendly it's going to be. <laughs> we'll see. I don't, think, I don't think it's the format, though. I think it's the combination of good cards and the right. set being nostalgic in well, itself. Yeah, but like I said, I, I can see why Konami would look at that and go, people like collector's rares. Let's keep doing that, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, right. uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the tins. So there's the first wave. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the new cards, uh, the thing that people lost their minds about how not exciting it was. And then the second thing is the reprints, which people are very excited for. So let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with the, yeah, the new cards, quote unquote. So we have one import and three um TCG exclusives or world premiere cards as they like to call them these days. So obviously Red Eyes, Dark Dragoon, it's an ultra rare. All of these cards are ultra rares. So that's the big news out of this first uh, thing that we're going to talk about is Dragoon is an ultra rare. So it shouldn't be that bad. And uh, we get, what, two ultras per pack? Yes. Right? I think it's two ultras. I, th I believe so. Yeah, um, two ultras, two supers. That's what I remember. Yeah, two ultras, two supers, one secret. Um, yeah, so... That's cool. Um, it shouldn't be that bad. And even if it's short printed, it wouldn't be that terrible considering, you know, the price of cases for of tins. So I think it, even as sought after as this card is going to be, it's not going to be that bad, thankfully. Um, we're not going to read Dragoon. Everyone knows what Dragoon does. Um, all right. So let's talk about some of these new cards, though. Uh, you want to read the first one? Sure. Uh, we have Successor Soul, which is a blue eye support card, I think. Play spell. Tribute one effect monster, then target one effect monster your opponent controls, send it to the graveyard, then special summon one level seven or higher normal monster from your hand or deck. You can only activate one successor soul per turn, and you can only attack with one monster during the turn you activate this card. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but. It's fine. I mean, that's kind of. Spoilers, all of these cards are Blue Eyes and Dark Magician support, so, you know, that's fine. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty decent disruption, I guess. All right, moving they, on. What? They always put too much restriction on these cards. Like, <laughs> exactly. why would you Why would you need the clause of only attack with one monster? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Destined Rivals. This is a normal trap card. If you control Blue Eyes, White Dragon, or Dark Magician, negate the effects of all face-up monsters your opponent currently controls until the end of this turn. You can activate one Destined Rivals per turn. Uh, this one's 
better. No, okay. yeah, this is pretty good. Um, Sharp trickable, as always. Yeah. And I can see this one being used in pure blue eyes, actually. Maybe, yeah. Um, because uh, you would have a uh, a vanilla blue eyes with one of the stones. Ancients, yeah. Sort of ancients. In, in the end phase, so... I can see this being used in blue eyes as a, another point if you are playing that going first version. Right. I guess. It's it's right. a very good card that is, you know, locked into blue eyes and dark magician, so you know, it's I'm sure it's great for them. <laughs> that's that's cool. Right. Uh strength uh, and unity. Yeah, finally we have strength and unity, the continuous spell card. If you ritual or fusion summon using Blue Eyes White Dragon or Dark Magician, you can target one card your opponent controls or in the graveyard. Banish it. You can send this face up card from the field to the graveyard, then target one level 7 or higher normal monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand, or shuffle it into the deck. You can only use each effect of strength in Unity once per turn. Uh, I don't know why you would play this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the, bat, the the removal is okay, but like you have to reach for a fusion. Uh, too much setup. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't do anything on activation. Like it's just like I don't know. Like yeah, it's not very underwhelming. It's the most underwhelming of the three for sure. Um, I agree. But yeah, so these were the premieres. This was like they posted a video, like or they posted a premiere on YouTube about like these. And people were like, oh, they're going to reveal, like, um, the TCG exclusives, and they're going to reveal the uh, the reprints, and it was just the TCG exclusives, basically. Oh. And they're yeah. all just underwhelming, especially when you think about the ones we had last year. Uh, which, One thing is... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, which... You don't want, I don't want the new cards to be like, I, I don't want more cards as on the level of Dark Ruler and Nibiru, but you know, <laughs> something a little bit better than this would have been nice too. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess people's expectations were too high. Yeah. Kinda. I didn't have any expectations, so I don't really care. <laughs> but um, one thing I think Konami is doing correctly is um, the usage of like, social medias, videos, things like this to get more reach with your Asus products. Like, you, you should do this more often in order to get, like, like I said, more reach is always better. Yeah, I agree. You should not, you should not just mm -hmm. do a press release of what cars is going to be there. Yeah. Because uh, that's just going to be on your website or something like that. So, you know. Well, speaking of that, uh, we had the entire set list for the the tins of lost or the tin of lost memories uh put on the database that's how we got that so you know they kind of learned their lesson and then didn't um like <laughs> you could even just give um who is the guy who who always do this do you remember the name uh you're talking about the guy who does the the youtube stuff oh, yeah jerome yeah jerome like just give him 10 tins or whatever just Give him the, uh, just let him pull everything out of the boxes, you know? Right, yeah. Just, I, just do an opening. Yeah, I agree. That would be really nice. I agree. Anyway. Um, so, we don't know any rarities for these, so keep that in mind. Um, but based on the few leaks 
that we have had. It seems like they're going to follow the format from last year where um, these all the rarities will be different from the ones that uh, from the the sets that they were originally in. Um, so we can kind of make educated guesses based on that. Um, right. The, yeah. So let's. Uh, we we don't have to read all this because this set is massive. There's two hundred and fifty oh, yeah, cards. Going through. So mm -hmm. we will um, talk about kind of the highlights here. Uh, Near space connector is interesting. That could be a rarity bump for sure. Um, Phantasme. Phantasme. Uh, Spoiler, spoilers for the rest of the set. This set is amazing. Uh, there's so, like, everything you could want is in this. Uh, so, Phantasme, a, uh, another reprint. Um, yeah. Which. I was going to ask, was it still expensive with the last one? It's like $14 or something like that. Um, so, it's not terrible. Okay. But, th but th this is what I'm talking about. Even cards where you think it would make sense for them to skip are in this set. So, you know, Phantasme already had a reprint this year. So you would think, well, I think mm -hmm. they could to I could totally buy that they would skip it. Phantasme is in here. And, you know, it was yes. it was an ultra rare reprint so before. So will they make it another ultra rare? Will they even bring it lower? There's, you know, uh, who knows? Um, yeah, but the, the list is 249 cards. So, you know, they have to fill it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> But it, but it's still surprising. Um, so anyway, we have what else? Uh, Psych Psychic Wheelander's an okay reprint. I mean, it was a secret. Um, Savage definitely is the biggest reprint yeah, so far. Savage, we knew we we. I mean, we didn't know, but every, it had to be in the set, you know. Um, so Boral is Savage. That I would be surprised if it's not a secret in this set. Um, LP and Pisty. Those are going to be night. No, what? Oh right, they were. It was ultra, right? Yeah, Borlord was an ultra. <laughs> the, so, <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the price tag of a hundred plus always conditioned my brain to to make me think that it's a secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, there and hey, there also is maybe a question of do they throw starlight rares in here? I I don't know. That could be interesting. If that could be a way to even get people more excited about this set. Um, but anyway, um, Guard Dragon LP and Pisty, those will probably be rarity bumped, I would imagine, at least the Ultras. Um, what else? Now the Extravagance. Extravagance, that's another one that you could, I, I remember having discussions about like, oh, they just put it in Toon Chaos, there's no way it'll be in the tins as well. Well, here it is, it's, and it was just an Ultra in Toon Chaos, so... Again, it makes you think, well, maybe it doesn't end up being, you know, an ultra rare in this set and they make it a super. I I think that's possible. Unlikely, but possible. Um, what else do we Cor have here? I think Coral Rain is actually interesting, right? Yes. Because it still only had one printing and then yeah. this card would be much more viable comes with Dragoons. Right. Because the Trickster Engine would be quite good. Right. Um, it's just, it just speaks to the fact that we really desperately needed Savage Strike reprints. <laughs> we, we really needed Savage Strike reprints. Um, so, but yeah, a Corbin's no nice. No material. Um, I could see that being re relatively low rarity, to be honest. Um. Right. Uh, what Rotor? else? Yes, Brotor. Uh, a lot of the dragon stuff is in here, thankfully. Like, I was really nervous that we were going to get some of that skipped. 
Um, so Brotor will be ultra or lower, which is, again, nice. Um, what else do we have? Avramax. Yep, Avramax is in here. Cross Crusader will probably get rarity bumped. Signet Mining, which, again, already had a reprint this year, so you could totally see them skipping it, is in here. Um, oh, I'm, I'm ready to see Secret Rare Mystic Mine, to be honest. <laughs> yep, Mystic Mine is here, and that is... <laughs> that is very possible. Like, it's ultra or secret for sure. Uh, so, um, what else do we have Wait, here? Isn't this still kind of expensive for a super? What? When Mystic I Mine? sold it, it was like $10 a copy. It's yeah. gone down. It was 10 for, but because since the tins got announced, it's like 5 now. Um, okay. Well, yeah. So I can see a bump then. All right. Um, what um, else? Crackdown is cool. Cherubini. Um, yep. Telling you everything. Even though here, it's bro. not, even though it's not really relevant in the metagame anymore, like it's still one printing, and then this card is still like burning a best card, right? Exactly. Um, it's so expensive. And and this uh, this leads me into the discussion that I think has to get tied into this is that we're getting gold series soon, and right. we're not even halfway through this set or whatever. Uh, through reading this set and all of these reprints are in here and I'm telling you everything from the past year that you could want in here is in this set so what on earth is going to be in gold series <laughs> uh, Cherubini was one that a lot of people thought it probably won't be in this I could see them putting it in gold to match the rest of the BA stuff it's in this uh, you know does it get double reprinted that close together gold series is what September for us October? I can't remember when Gold Series is, but it's soonish. You know? Uh, what is in Gold Series? <laughs> like, I... I don't know, but people like Gold Rare, so, you know. <laughs> sure. It probably would be enough. Um, um, what else? Uh, Gizmek Orochi? Yep, Gizmek is in here. Um, is this so quite expensive? I don't know exactly what Gizmek is at, but... It, I mean, it'll be rarity downgrades. That's the cool thing about this. With the True. is that all these expensive, expensive ish, or even like super expensive secrets, we know they're going to be rarity downgraded. So, like Boral Sword last year was in the tins, and that was like what twelve dollars when it came out in the tins. Like as an ultra, mm -hmm. this is this is a good thing. Like these tins are very nice for the players for sure. Um, what Hello, else? Sir? Appaloosa. Yep, Appaloosa's in here. All the Marincess stuff is in here. So, and this is another very positive thing about the tins, uh, especially this year. A lot of decks that are expensive for no reason are getting help, a lot of help in this, uh, because you know all of these things. I could, I could see most of the Marincess stuff being like commons or supers. You know, I don't think they're gonna spend too many ultra rare slots on the Marincess stuff, which is. Cool for people who've been wanting to play Marincess and couldn't because you know you have random things that are like thirty dollars or whatever. Um, Tenny stuff. I think a lot of the Tenny stuff could get bumped. Um, like Monk, you know, could be a super for sure. Um, so, uh, safer to see as well. Yep. Again, more Dragon stuff. Uh, which did we already talk about? Um, World Legacy Guard Dragon. Have we passed that yet? That because that's in here as well. I could see that getting a secret okay. slot or even a super slot. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe if they bring it down. Um, get out yeah. is cool. 
Mas, uh, IP Mascarena. Yep, IP. Even though we'll... I don't see it anywhere anymore, but you know. it, it's here. Um, it's one seventy eight, and that will. Oh, no, 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 no! I know, but like in the meta game. Oh, IP is getting played for sure. It's played in uh, rocks, definitely. It's played in. Oh, what else? I'm forgetting something. It's definitely played in something else that I am blanking on right now. Um, but it's definitely played in rocks. Um, but yeah, that's gonna get a that's gonna get a bump for sure. I would be shocked if that's not a prismatic secret in this set. Uh, assuming that they're prismatic secrets, yes, I think they are because the Romulus reprint that we have seen a leak of, I think, is prismatic. Although it's a terrible picture. Yeah, or Infinite Tracks, or Witchcrafter, or Evil Eye. Yep, again, these archetypes and... that are expensive for no reason. And they were in side set. This is um, from, um, what's what's that side set that had all these archetypes? Uh, Infinity Chasers? Could be, I don't Yeah, know. I think it was Infinity yeah. Chasers. Um, so, anyway. yeah. Yes, I do like the, the list of this a lot. But you also have to consider that, what, we only get, 17 cards, right? Per pack. So 51, like 51 per 10. Right. And there's 249. That's 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 very true. Um... If you don't have any of this archetype, this is a great... If you don't have any of these archetype and you want to build... You, you don't mind having decks of these archetype, this is a great buy. Right. And like, there's even right, random right. expense like uh megaclops is in here and megaclops is still like you know yeah. uh 10 plus dollars um and it's been going up since the numeron stuff came out you know um but since this like the settlers is still like huge i i mean i don't care about the price but i could see some of the reprints still being being more expensive than um yeah. Like last year's price level, maybe, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe it depends. I mean, the thing is, like, if the weird thing is, the only the only hollow that we didn't get bumped for the number of uh, the number that we'll get in a pack is a secret. And if it's a secret, other than like two of these cards that are we know will probably be secrets, they're not like you know. They're not going to be chase cards necessarily, other than Borlord Savage and IP, because if it, if it's getting bumped to a secret, then it wasn't that expensive to begin with. Um, so I I don't know. Like I think I think this will be pretty good, especially on release for a lot of these card prices. I don't think we're going to have too many expensive chase cards out of this. Maybe Dragoon if Dragoon is like super shorted. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think these prices are going to be pretty decent um, to start off. Uh, now we have had a lot of issues with <laughs> with the vendors getting shorted on like the m amount of product they're getting. So if that happens with this, then we might have a problem. Um, we're really suffering that when when it comes to Rise of the Duelist right now. Um, but. I don't know. I, I think this is going to be pretty good for the players as a whole. All right. You want to move on to yeah. the Japanese, uh, not OCG. Japanese, OCG news? Sure, let's do it. Uh, a lot more Phantom Rage. And 
we are getting a win gizmic. What what's the number on the gizmic counter now? I have no Five? idea. <laughs> uh, we have a water one. We have a light one. We have a dark one. We have a fire one. Uh, so five, I think. Yeah, I think. And what would be the final attribute? Earth? Do Is it final? A... Anyway, whatever. Add, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the the new Gizmek uh, is a uh, Gizmek Mikoro, the Cutthroat Cyclone K nine, a uh, level six wind machine effect monster, twenty one fifty twenty one fifty. Uh, second and third effects are hard ones per turn. Uh, first effect: if you have six or more banished card, you can normal summon this card without tributing. Second effect: if this card is normal special summon, you can discard one monster, add to your hand one monster from your deck who's Attack equals its own defense, except another copy of itself. Uh, if this card is in the monster zone is destroyed, you can shuffle exactly six of your banished card into the deck. Uh, yeah, not too. Oh, yeah. This card's effect is like whatever. Yeah. Because especially it's normal summon. Mm -hmm. So it's not even a, a an extender in the deck stuff. Yeah. Like banishing cards. Right. Uh, um, the search effect could be good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of decent targets for this. So you know, that's. I yeah, I'm I'm sure there's going to be some good uses for it. It's weird that it has to be that you're normal summoning it, but I guess like in theory you could combo it with like other Gizmet cards because. The water one are one of the one of them specials from deck, so special this and then add something. But it's like, why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Uh, moving on to some more Phantom Rage cards. Uh, to Awakening of the Possessed Monsters. Uh, are these two based on the level fours that special summon themselves? Yes, when you have a spellcaster. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the of the water one? Uh, gigabyte, gigabyte, something like that. Oh, gigabyte! Right, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. All right. So we have awakening of a possessed uh, gigabyte. Level five water reptile effect monster attack two thousand defense two hundred. Uh, hard ones turn on second and third effects. Um, you can special summon this card from your hand or deck by sending one face-up spellcaster monster you control um, and one level four or lower water monster you control to the graveyard. When this card is special summoned by the way written in its first effect, you can send one random card from your opponent's hand to the graveyard, then each player draws one card. Um, if this card is sent from the field to the graveyard, you can add one Spiritual Water Art, or one Possessed Spell or Trap from your deck to your hand. Um, the special Summon from the deck is very interesting. Uh, yeah, well, we have one of these that does this already from that, that we've at least been revealed. Or is it in this? Is it in Rise of the Duelist? I can't remember. I just don't care about any of the Charmer stuff, so I always lose track of what we actually have yet. Um, but, yeah, it's... This seems okay. Like it's, it's on summon effect is, like it's fine. You can send because you loop a card, but then they they replace it. You replace it immediately. So it's like 
I get what what's it really accomplishing? You're drawing a card, I guess. Right. Um, and then when it's when you link off with it or whatever, you can add something. So that's good. Um, I think the the effect of the the second one from the Rasen Ryu is better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which the second one is exactly the same stats. It's just a wind dragon effect monster mm-hmm. based on the level four wind dragon. And then for the first effect for the condition, you need to uh, use a level or level wind monster instead of uh, water from the right. first one. And then the second effect is that when it's special summoned by this way, you can return one card you have one control to the hand, which is much better. Yeah. And then the third effect is exactly the same. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you know, they're fine. I guess the second one's much better. For all the Charmer players out there, congrats. <laughs> um, <All> right. <laughs> this card. This card's pretty good. Uh, Zoo King Alpha. This is a level 8 Earth Beast special summon effect monster. Attack 3000, defense 2500, cannot be normal summoner set. Must first be special summoned from your hand. While the total attack of all monsters your opponent controls is higher than the attack of all monsters you control. You can use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. And here's that effect. Uh, you can target any number of beast, beast warrior, and or wing beast monsters you control for the rest of the turn. Uh, your Zoo King alphas cannot attack directly. Also, return the targeted monster to the hand. Then return uh, to the hand face-up monsters your opponent controls equal to the number of the number you first returned. Isn't this way too broken in Zodiac? Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems pretty good <laughs> for sure. Um, because Zodiac, if you attach, if you don't, if you attach exceed over exceed, then it's zero, right? Like you will almost yeah. always be summoning. This, you can almost always summon Summons. this card. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then you recycle your. <laughs> It's it's another way to recycle your exceed as well. Right. Um, Isn't this too broken in Zodiac? I mean, it's right? it, look, it's it's very good, and also keep in mind that this is the set that the Tribe Gates come out in as well, so it'll be very good in that deck as well. Um, yeah, this this is a very good card, and, and it's just a good generic card as well. Um, you know, it's Pankertops esque. Um, so, I, yeah, as soon as I read this card initially, I was like, this is going to see tons of play. It's quite good. Well, yeah, the other thing is that you don't target your opponent monster, you target your monster. So yeah, it's not exactly. even targeting. Exactly. It's non-target. It's a, it's Pankratops. The only, the only thing Pankratops has over this is that it's a quick, is Pankratops is a quick effect. This is non-targeting, non-destruction. Non-destruction. Removal. <laughs> and it can still. Multiple. Yeah. Multiple removal, possibly. Yeah, yeah. and it can still attack. <laughs> Just can't attack directly. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You yeah. can attack something okay. and then bounce something. It's like, okay. okay. Seems good. Yeah, uh, the only thing it needs is a quick effect. That's literally the only thing Pankratops has over this. And I guess technically Pankratops can be normal <laughs> So congrats on that if you want to normal summon Pankratops. Uh... Yeah, you can also, you can even return itself. No, that that's what I'm saying. This is, yeah, it. That's why it's Pankratops because it bounce. 
And that's why it's really fascinating because, like, instead of Pankratops tributing itself, it bounces itself. So theoretically, you're not you, you're not losing the card advantage at all. Um, you're you're getting the card back. Uh, you can Wait. special summon it again. You know. Yeah, yeah. When you special summon it again, you can't. No, for the rest of the turn. Never mind. But it can't can attack special summon it again. Yeah. Yeah. You can what? it can bounce okay. itself, and then it's not once per turn on the special summon. So you special summon it again. It is once per turn on the bounce, so you won't get to bounce anything else. So you can bounce first and then attack instead of you know the other way around as well. It's it's a very good card. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, it's a good card. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving uh, on. Moving to the, uh, I guess like the deck pack fillers as always. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of uh, just threw them into one post. I mean, there's some okay things in here, if I remember correctly. Um, another another edition of uh, the Cupid lineup. We have a uh, Cupid arch Archery. Level 6, 600. First and second effects are hard ones per turn. Mm -hmm. uh, first effect, if the only monsters you control, minimum of one are monsters with 600 defense, you can special summon this card from your hand. Which I would assume to be the Cupid lineup. Uh, second effect, quick effect. You can discard one card and target one light fairy monster you control and one face up monster. Uh, the level of the first target you control becomes the same as the second target until the end of this turn. Yeah, whatever. Just continue. All right. Uh, we have Pluffiness, the uh, unconventional commander, Dark Fiend effect. Level 4, 1800, 0. Uh, turn on all three effects. Uh, if this card is normal or special summon, you can banish one trap card from your deck. This card gains one level. Uh, second effect, you can target one trap card in, e in either graveyard, banish it, and if you do, this card gains one level. If this card is destroyed by an opponent's card effect, you can set one of your banished normal traps to your field. Uh, like send to the graveyard, this card would actually be playable. Yeah. And it's not too reliant on your opponents. This card would actually be playable, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only way this card is playable is if we ever get a deck that benefits from its traps being banished. That's, that, that's the only way. It's like, yeah, that's like theoretical, so whatever. Well, no, the first effect, nah, I guess that if you want to say it like that, but like the first effect sets itself up for the third effect. Yeah, it's just the third effect is way too reliant on your opponents. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Seems okay. All right. Next, we have Rock Band Group Zeno Guitem. Uh, Earth Rock effect level four. Earth and Rock. Okay. Mm -hmm. One thousand two thousand. One thousand attack. Two thousand defense. Uh, both effects are hard ones return. If this card is sent to the graveyard, you can target one rock monster in your graveyard, except itself, add it to your hand, then place one card from your opponent, from your hand on top of your deck. Uh, second effect, if this card is banished from the field or graveyard, you can send one rock monster from your deck to your graveyard. It's alright, I guess, but it I, it doesn't gain you enough advantage, I think, to be considered. I think it could see some, like, experimentation in Adam Emancipator. Like, I think you could do some neat things with it. Uh, but, I don't know. 
I do see a, a top eight version of Adam Emancipator is playing the spell card that just foolish burial your rock. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, that's so, very popular in the deck right now, um, for sure. So this card could definitely see play with in conjunction with that card. Yeah, because it's just sent to the graveyard. It's not even sent from the field to the graveyard. So, yeah, it's just sent to the graveyard. And then yeah. after that, you block dragon, and then you yeah get another foolish. I, from my very limited playtime with your deck, I don't see a lot of point to sending rock to the graveyard, though, except for, like, being material for Block Dragon to banish. Right. Um, yeah, the only... What it's being used for, what that foolish for rocks is being used for right now in the deck is because of Revival Golem being a thing. Um, but Revival Golems once per turn, I believe, I believe. So... You know, like, if you're sending something to the graveyard, you're going to send the Revival Golem, I guess. Why would you go this, like, back route of doing it? Um, I don't know. It, I could see it. I could see people messing around with it. I don't know if it'll be necessarily, like, the best in Adam Emancipator. But I'm no Adam Emancipator expert, so, you know. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, this card is really interesting. Um, uh, Revenants Running Rampant. It's a normal trap card. During the main phase, immediately after this immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon or set one monster. Uh, so as soon as I read this, I thought it had potential to be interesting, but I couldn't quite figure out like what would use this. Um, and I asked our group chat, and immediate, everyone's immediately response was stun would use this to like summon like inspector border and things like that on your opponent's turn. But like, why don't you just like? I don't know, like, I guess if you're playing a lot of stunned monsters, that's fine. Isn't Border, Border have a condition on his own? Like, so yeah. if you already have it in your hand, right. why not do it on exactly. your turn? Like, yeah. And if I, you I, normal summon something else on your turn, then you cannot normal summon exactly. Border. Well, then you can use, I guess, theoretically, you can, like, if you have, like, Border... Border and like I don't know if anybody would play Thunder King Ryo or you know, like whatever another generic stun card and you can go border and then like have this with but it's like I don't know that seems like so this much card would be more this card would be more useless slash bricky than it would bring you exactly like, like I don't think it's that good in stun that and I was surprised that yeah. that was like everyone's reaction when I asked that um I do think like I mean. Do you think being able to, uh, as a normal trap card, you know, something that's, like, it's chainable, it's, like, there, you know, it's a normal trap card, it's trap trickable, all the different stuff, like, that's interesting, being able to normal on your opponent's turn. Um, I just don't quite know what deck would use this right now, you know? Yeah, I think there's a niche, especially with this being on your opponent's turn and it being a normal trap. Again, you have to know every time a normal trap's coming up, I'm going to say trap trick. Right. But uh, yeah, I think this could be played if there is good targets for this and good strategies. Right. Um, right. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Nope. All right. Moving on to exceed, Exceeds uh, Import, uh, Quick Play Spell. Only activate one of this card per turn. Target one exceed monster you control, one monster your opponent controls with attack less than or equal to that exceed monster. Attach that one monster to your exceed material. 
okay, now that is actually pretty good. Yes, I actually really like this card. Uh, it's still targeting, mm -hmm. but it's this is extreme. the The attached to exceed is one of the best removal of the game because it's not going anywhere. So on the field, but um, yeah, it's just a material. And it's a quick place fall. I I really like this card. I I do really like this card. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh. Yeah, I, I could see that seeing some play in Exceeded decks for sure. All right, uh, continuing on. I don't know if I ever read these. I feel like I stopped after those last two uh, when I initially read this. All right, this is, uh, oh my gosh, what the frick? Uh, Nezum Hanabi, something like that? Uh, ne Nezumi Hanabi. Okay, Nezumi Hanabi. Uh, Fire Beast Effect Monster, level 4, 2,200. Um, Konami, don't make fire monsters with 200 defense, ever. Uh, cannot be used as a material for a fusion, synchro, exceeds, or link summon. If this card is normal or special summon, place 6 counters on this card. Once returned, during your end phase, switch control of this card to your opponent. Once returned, if this card with counters on it switches control, switches control roll a six-sided die and remove counters from this card equal to the die result. If this card's counters are removed by this, if, if all this card's counters are removed by its effect, destroy it, and the and if it is destroyed, take 2,000 damage. Okay. <laughs> this card is funny, but it's yeah, stupid. Yeah. It's interesting. It, uh, it's interesting. It's a firework cat. Uh, firewood rat. Uh, yeah, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess you can uh, maybe on a burn for if burn in time if you are lucky enough. You have to get uh, lucky, exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very lucky. Sixteen point six percent. Anyway, uh, next we have gladness fish greedies, water fish tuner effect. 1,000, 1,000, level 3. First effect is hard once per turn. You can target one fish, sea serpent, or aqua monster in your graveyard with a level less than or equal to the number of cards in your opponent's hand. Special summon it, but it cannot activate its effect during this turn. Second effect, if this card is sent to your graveyard as a synchro material, you can have the synchro monster that use it as material gain 200 attack slash defense for each card in your opponent's hand. Way too situational. Yeah, no. These cards, those last two have been the definition of pack filler. Will the last one be? Right. Magical Broker, Dark Spellcaster, effect level 3, 1500, 200. Uh, you can only use the second effect of this card's name once return. First effect cannot be destroyed by battle or card effect while you control a continuous spell or trap. During your opponent's turn, quick effect, you can send one face up continuous spell or trap. You control the graveyard, draw one card. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So, yeah, I could totally see somebody trying this in Draco. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Jack in the hand. Oh, this is the uh, card that uh, we in the that uh, noted group message. I, everyone was like super like excited about this card. And I was sitting there going, "Why?" And then like I realized that like half of them are misreading the card. This card? Yes. Okay. Uh, normal spell. You can only activate one of this card per turn. 
reveal three level one monsters with different names in from your deck. Have your opponent pick one of those to add to their hand. You add one of the others to your hand. Shuffle the remaining cards into the deck. I mean, it's a minus one to start with. People were like, like the the discussion started with like, imagine if we had this during Spiral for or last last format when Spiral was still a thing, and I was just sitting there going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, so you give your you give your opponents a free quick fix? Like, the, okay, this is this is a v, like when they brought that up, I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so you're because their logic was well, Spiral plays. They're, they're level one monsters, and this is a way to add one. And then, even if you don't add it, you're adding like a, a hand trap. And then I was thinking, like, but then you're okay. So sure, you're adding one of those things, but then you're either giving your opponent one of your limited monsters, or you're giving your opponent a hand trap. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do? Why would you activate this card in Spiral? It doesn't make any sense. And then I realized they didn't. They didn't realize that it was adding a card to your opponent's hand like they completely skipped over that part in their brains or something yeah 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 <laughs> but like you wouldn't even you wouldn't even pick quick fix because exactly what, what you go you're going to try to discard quick fix out of your opponent's hand <laughs> i i don't know this card is i it, i'm sure maybe in like a, a deck that uses a lot of level one monsters in its own strategy where you don't care if you're giving one to your opponent then it's fine. Yeah. Then it's fine. It's all right. Um, but if you're trying to play this like hand traps and stuff like that, then you're just like, why would you let your opponent add a hand trap? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's <laughs> I was like baffled when they were like, Oh yeah, this would be good at Spiral. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh anyway. You know, like they always say. Reading. Eighty percent of Yu-Gi-Oh player cannot read. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the last. Wait, is this card called the last card, or is it? No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> I was like, what? It's all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the last. The last Phantom Rage card that we'll ever have to read. Uh, this set that we have been talking about for like four episodes. Um, all or nothing. Normal trap card. Hard ones return. Um, if your life points are lower than your opponents, reveal the top card of your deck, and if you do, and it's a level 1 or 8 monster, either add it to your hand or special summon it. If it isn't, your opponent selects one of the, those effects, or these effects, uh, to apply. Uh, the life points of this card's controller becomes 1,000. Uh, the opponent of this card's controller gains life points until they have 8,000. Yeah, this is really all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. This card will never be played. No, it won't. Uh, Even in like a deck that could play it like Blue Eyes, because that's all they play is one and eights. You would never play this card. Uh, all right, we're done with Phantom All Rage. right, moving on to a new V-Gem card, uh, a Dragoonity support. Yep. Very nice timing, of course. Yeah. Because they want to sell these V-Gems. And uh, Dragoonities are on the rise with the new structure deck. Uh, reloaded. We have Dragoonity uh, Guisarme, level 3 wind dragon tuner effect monster, 600, 1600 defense. Both effects are hard ones return. When this card is normal summon, you can target one level 4 lower wind 
dragon slash wing beast monster in your graveyard. Special summon it, but it, its effects are negated. Second effect, uh, while this card is currently equipped to a monster, you can special summon this card. Okay, that's not bad at all. Especially because the second effect is another um, equipping to special summon. Yeah. Which this deck has a lot. Mm-hmm. And then now you have a level 3, which I don't think they have yet, that is easily like easily summonable, mm-hmm. and also a tuner. Yeah. So um, it just makes a lot of combination easier, I would imagine. Yeah, I think this might... This will probably be a decent... A one-of, probably? Because it's not going to be your ideal normal summon um, in the deck. Yeah. So... It's not it's not a bad normal summon no, either because you're exactly. al- almost always going to have something on the way. Right. And then having the option to be able to equip something that's level three and then that's a tuner and can special itself is really good as well. So yeah. I yep. I could I think this is gonna be a decent one of in the deck for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, moving on to the rest of the new Dragoonity cards in the structure deck. Um, I don't think that's all I don't think it's all that I think these are the last I don't, two. I'm I don't pretty think, sure. Uh, okay, then. But I, I'm I'm not 100. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I think these are the last two. Um, cards that the trap's not terrible. I don't. Phoenix Flare, who is like the Dragoonity YouTube person, he does not like these cards at all. Uh, but mm. I think the trap's fine. All right. Uh, first one, Dragoonity Draft. Continue spell. Uh, hard once per turn. When this card is activated, you can target a level 4 or lower Dragoonity monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand. Uh, if a Dragoonity monster with an original level or 5 or higher attacks is unaffected by your opponent's card effects until the end of the damage step. Uh, yeah, kind of underwhelming. But yeah. the second effect is actually not that bad. Yeah, it's it's alright. It, you know, it can help you kind of make sure your uh, key attack goes through or something, but it's just like... I feel like you're building your way to better, you know, your Boral Swords of the World and all that in this deck. So when you're going for, like, game, you're not even going to have your Unity cards. Um, right. The add back is, like, I don't know, like, what are you adding back in this deck? Like, a lot of your resources you want in the graveyard. Uh, so I think that's the biggest problem with it. I think this card would have been really good back in... The actual days, right? Where I, that's kind of what he said too. It's like this would have been where, like ten years ago, where you would add your—I don't remember the name—but the one where you normal and then you equip, right? And then you would immediately have your level six, right? Um, synchro, right? And back then, when you know resources are not plenty, you're not shoving your whole half of your deck into the graveyard the first turn. You know, mm-hmm. card is good. Yeah. Card would be good. All right. Uh, uh, trap. We have a counter trap in Dragoonity Purgatory. Uh, noted that the um, uh, the English translation of the Japanese uh, letters are Dragoonity Void, but this card, but but the reading, but the words used for this void is different than the words used for the void that are. Um, Infernoid cards. So basically, TCG Konami definitely should not mess this up. <laughs> Don't make it Dragoonity Void, basically, is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, counter trap. You can only activate one of these card names per turn when your opponent activates a spell or trap card while you control a Dragonity Synchro Monster. Negate that activation, and if you do, banish that card. Then, if you control a level 10 Dragonity Monster, one Dragonity Monster you control gains 100 attack for each card currently banished face up. The second half of the effect can be nothing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The first effect is good, I think. It's spell and trap negation. Uh, the so that's solid. It's like an answer to like a card like Dark Ruler or um, Droplets, you know. So that's cool. But the it's always the thing with these decks that it's one hundred percent combo decks, and you would almost always rather have a combo piece in your hand rather than this. Right, and in terms of searchability, the only way you're adding this card is with Romulus, basically. And in ninety-five percent of the chance, ninety-five percent of the cases, you want to add an extender with Romulus. So, which it could be a play if your hand is good enough, but right. Then again, that would be an ultra win more situation that you exactly. probably would have won the game already. Yeah, like if your hand's that good, you're probably winning anyway. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, because that, that's really the only option. It's like you're playing it as a one of that you're going to search with Romulus, but I think in most cases you're not searching this with Romulus. Or you're playing it as a three of that you're hoping to draw, but in a lot of cases you'd rather have the extender, like you were talking about before, you'd rather have the extender in your hand than, you know, this. <laughs> so. It's not bad card design at all. It's no. just the. Uh, the um, the the way the combo deck plays out and how the game right. works like these kind of cards doesn't really have a place right in combo decks yeah it's it's fine it if we if there was more cards that can search this I think it would be pretty good um, like if there yeah, were more points in the combo where you were just straight up searching you know dragoonity spells and traps um, but as far as I know there's only one place where you're doing that and that's with Romulus. So, anyway, um, the first uh, bit of announcement for the Dragonity Structure deck was by was definitely the better bit. The, those two, two or three monsters that we got revealed. So, all right, moving on to uh, that's the, a lot of cards. Yeah, uh, the mad the Majestus archetype this is the second set or no the second archetype in our uh what is it set called that we just talked about generation Gen genesis impact yeah genesis impact um yeah so this is if you haven't seen this this is all like alistair witchcrafter you know endymion lore so if you're into that stuff definitely check this out um yeah um, but we're going to read through these cards. I don't think I've read through all of these cards. I think I read, like, the first couple and then stopped. Um, so this should be interesting. All right. Uh, Magistus uh, Gr Grimori Crowley. Level 4, Dark, Spellcaster, Effect Monster, 1,800, 1,000. Uh, hard ones to turn on the f all three effects. You can send to the graveyard one spellcaster monster that is in your hand or face up on your field. Special summon this card from your hand. You can declare one attribute for the rest of the turn. This card becomes that attribute. 
You can only, or you can banish this card from your graveyard, target one Magistus monster you control, equip one Magistus monster that is level four from your graveyard to that target. Yeah, so right away you can see how this would work very well with Alistair. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I th- is... What? No, I, I think this is a solid card for sure. Um, yeah, relatively generic is, as well. This is already a light for your Megama. Mm-hmm. And um, the equip part, would it be relevant with the other Magister's card? Uh, I think think so but i don't remember i think like the equip stuff has to do with the extra deck monsters if i remember correctly okay um but uh, i'm not sure but we'll just have to remember but yeah. this one equips oh. from graveyard right right yeah so we can visit it later but yeah just the first and second if i you can already see how it works really well with alice yeah if sure. you open both of them yeah um all right the next is the Magistus version of Veer. Uh, Magistus Veer Cendrillion. Um, level 4 light spellcaster effect monster. 800 attack, 1800 defense. Um, both effects are hard ones to return. First effect, it discards a normal special summon. You can activate one of these effects. Add one Magistus spell or trap card from your deck to your hand. Return one of your banished level 4 or lower spellcaster monster to the graveyard. And second effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one Magistus monster you control, equip one Magistus monster that is not level 4 from your graveyard to the target. Okay, so the second effect is all the same. Mm. Alright, remember that. Um, first effect is good. Uh, searcher, depending on how good the spawn trap are. And um, the return could be good to retrieve... Um, again, I'm, I'm theorizing all with Alistair because... It, it's the obvious choice. Right. It would be good to uh, get your Alistair back if your um, if your invocation somehow is banished. Right. And you cannot get back your Alistair for your engine. Which is a little niche, but it's also like relevant for sure. Um, yeah, it could definitely come up because it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the third and final main deck monster, I think. Um, this is Magistus Master Endymion. Level 4 Water Spellcaster Effect Monster, 1300, 1700. Hard Ones Turn on... Oh, wait, you can use each effect on the first and second effects of this card. Yeah, so Hard Ones Turn on both the first and second effects. You can target one Magistus Monster. You control, equip one Magistus Monster from your extra deck to that target. You can target one face-up spell card you control, destroy it. And if you do draw one card, then return one card from your hand to the bottom of the deck. Hmm. Depends what the extra deck monsters do when they're equipped. I don't remember. Um, right. And then the second effect is decent. I mean, fixing your hand, basically. You get to draw and then fix. Um, so. Yeah, and you also, cool. all, all, the, all the equipping part are also treated as uh, equipped spell card, I believe. Right, yeah. If if something is equipped, it's treated as a spell, I'm pretty sure, unless it's status otherwise. Yes. So this could be comboing with uh, 
various stuff, which we will see. Right. Everything is a uh, the the equipping part is on the extra egg monster. Yes. Anyway, uh, first one we have is uh, Magic Sustain Iwas, uh, level eight Wind Fiend Fusion effect monster, two thousand attack, two twenty eight hundred defense. Fusion material is one Magicus monster plus one spellcaster monster. Uh, and so basically, invocation can summon this with uh, Alistair as well. You can use the first effect with this card's name only once per turn. During the main phase, quick effect, you can target one other face up monster on the field. Equip this card you control to this target. While this card is equipped to an opponent monster this way, that monster cannot activate its effect. Also, take control of it. Okay. Uh, second effect, a monster equipped with this card gains 1,000 attack slash defense. Not bad, but a little bit too much for uh, for a brain control. Yeah. Uh, and it's a quick effect, so that's cool. It's it's alright, but it's a little bit too much. I would... I guess it's could Because, like... Um... Just this I guess I guess it would be a little bit broken if you can use this effect but then like I don't see a way for this to be set up to be like quick fusion so you can just take control of them and then use the broken effect of their monster mm -hmm. usually it would be like this car is on the field so your opponent knows right. that you have a brain control and they would play accordingly not to uh, uh, not not to let you get their best monster effect even mm -hmm. if there's a uh, even if this card says that you can use this effect yeah so i don't know how necessary it is but i guess it's good that there's a restriction restriction i guess yeah um it's weird because all the main deck monsters equip them to themselves but like this doesn't do anything except boost by a thousand if it equips to itself or equips right. to a magistus monster so, like, basically, you want to fusion summon this, or however, maybe the spells do something like that. I don't know. Anyway, seems all right. Um, all right, so we have Magistus Dragon Vaharm. Level 8, Fire Dragon Synchro Effect Monster, 25-29. Synchro Materials, one tuner plus, and one or more non-tuner monsters. Uh, you can use the first and third effects of this card's name uh, once per turn. Uh, if this card is synchro summoned, or, or no, if this synchro summoned card is destroyed, you can destroy all spell and traps your opponent controls. A monster equipped with this card cannot be destroyed by your opponent's spell and trap effects. If a monster equipped with this card battles an opponent's monster at the start of the damage step, you can destroy that opponent's monster. Okay. Actually, not that bad. It's if you can trigger the yeah. destruction effect on your own, right? Because um, with the uh, with the main deck monster, with the two main deck monster, you can equip this card to one of your magicus other magicus monster, and then um, that uh, that monster will be pretty strong with the. Uh, with the protection from spell and trap card as well as one time uh battle protection mm -hmm. so i was the 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 first effect is definitely the um the most important one on how you trigger it 
and you need to trigger it. If this card is sacred because, summoned, is destroyed. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so if we, there's any. Yeah. Hmm. Is there a way to just yeah? We'll have to see if there's a way to destroy it by yourself, basically, as a monster. Because if it's a spell, it's easier. But yes. Um, All right. Yeah. Seems okay. Mm -hmm. All right. The uh, also, what? now that I think about it, uh, this can be also mixed with Dogmatica pretty well. Yes. Because of the, the descending to the graveyard aspect and then the equipping. So right. it could also be a good mix. Yeah, that's true. For sure. All right. The rank four, we have Magisus Goddess Nina Ruru. Level uh, rank four, Earth, Rock, Exceed, Effect Monster. 1800, 2400 level uh, materials, two level four spellcaster monsters. First and third are her ones per turn. Uh, first effect, you can detach from material from this card. The target one level four higher spellcaster monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand. Second effect, a monster equipped with this card can make two attacks on monster during each battle phase. Third effect, if this card is currently equipped to a monster, you can target one magistus card in your spell and trap zone, and one spell slash trap your opponent controls, destroy them. Uh, pretty underwhelming, I would say. Yeah. Um, the equipped effect is not terrible. I mean, like the double battle thing. Um, yeah, the, I think the only good thing about this is this third effect where you want to like destroy a floodgate or something. Right. Everyone would just... It's, it's, yeah. it's very good situationally, but as a whole, it's quite underwhelming. We've had... Especially with the uh, Exceed effect being really underwhelming, I would say. Yeah. I think this is the second card that, like, talks about des destroying cards and you're still in trap zones, so hopefully these spells just do something. Right. Um, all right. This card I know is one that I remember being relevant because it powers... It's a link one? Yes, and it essentially power creeps. Like you don't, you're not gonna have to play. You're not gonna have to take up two extra deck spots and invoked to play uh, Al Mirage and Security Gardener. You do not ever have to play Security Gardener again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, this is uh, Magistus Maiden Artemis, level one or le, 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 Link One. It says level one, but it's a Link One. <laughs> Light spellcaster uh, effect monster. Uh, attack 800, link arrow is top center. Link material, one level four lore spellcaster monster. Hello, Alistair. And keep in mind, it is light, so there you go. Um, if another mag Magistus, oh, it's hard once to turn on both effects. If another Magistus monster is normal or special summoned while this card is already in the monster zone, you can target one of those monsters. Equip this card you control to that target. If this uh, card you control is or if this card is currently equipped to a monster, you can add one Magistus monster from your deck to your hand. Yeah, I can definitely see what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, the most relevant thing about this is you don't have to play Al Mirage and Security Garden anymore because you can just go straight into this, and there you go, you have your light. Um, you might still Which... choose to play Al Mirage because it's a fire option, maybe. Um but I this is just a better card, you know. I, I think you'd rather play this. Um Yeah, but like this is also never mind. I thought it was those combo quite well with the 
uh, Crowley with an Alistair in your mm. hand as well, but um, you cannot special summon Crowley if you use Alistair as a link material for this. Right. This is, yeah, you would need another target to send to Graveyard. Um, but like on its own, I think it's really, I think it's pretty good because of the second effect as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you can add one thing from your deck uh, immediately right. with its first effect. Yeah. So yeah, not, sure. not bad. Not bad. All right. Uh, let's read these spells. There's quite a uh, few. First we have, uh, yes, we have a continuous spell, uh, Tris Magistus. So it's like three. The, the Tris one. Uh, you can only use one effect among the second and third with this card names once per turn and only once that turn. So the first effect is uh, the first time each Magistus monster you control would be destroyed by battle each turn while it's equipped with an equipped card, it is not destroyed. Uh, second effect, during your main phase, you can special summon one level 4 spellcaster monster from your hand. Third effect, if it's face up, card is sent to your spell from the spell and trap zone to the graveyard, you can special summon any number of Magistus monsters you with different names from your hand. Yeah, I can see why. This card's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like it for sure. First effect, yeah, the, the second effect is always relevant, especially with Alistair. You need to be it to be normal summon mm -hmm. uh, to search uh, your um, invocation. And the third effect goes really well with almost everything we have read so far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, the quick play spell. This is uh, Theologia Magistus. Uh, quick play. Uh, hard monster turn. Target one Magistus monster you control or uh, you control. Equip one Magistus monster that is not level four from your extra deck field or graveyard to that target. Or if one plus Magistus monsters uh, from each monster card type among fusion, synchro, exceeds, and links are all in your graveyard. You can instead equip one Magistus fusion, or one non-Magistus fusion, synchro, uh, exceeds, or link monster from your extra deck to that target. Isn't this a handful for one effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so basically you can equip a Magistus from your extra deck to a Magistus monster on the field. And... Uh, if you have all of the types in your graveyard already, then you can equip a non-Magistus. Is there something broken you can equip from the extra deck with the second part of this? I don't know. I'm not sure either. There's a lot of things that benefits from being sent to the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, I mean, the fact that it's a quick play yeah, is interesting. I mean, sure. Yeah. The equipping part on itself is uh, quite good, considering the theme of this deck. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm having a difficult time, like, imagining this deck functioning. Um, Same. Yeah. I... All right, anyway, we have uh, a fusion of this archetype as well. Magistus Invocation, which probably would be kept the exact same so that Alistair can also search this. Can it? Can um, Alistair search, like... Or does it specifically it, have to search Invocation? Is it says so? I don't know. Let me see. 
Yeah, look at that. You, you search that okay. up. I will yeah, read this. Sure. Um, normal spell. You can only activate one, only one card with this card's name per turn. Uh, fusion summon one fusion monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field, including a spellcaster monster or monsters as material. If summoning a magicist fusion monster this way, you can also use monsters in your spawn trap zone that are equipped to magicist monsters you control as fusion material. Uh, so yeah, Alistair searches specifically invocation. Uh, so not okay. an invocation card, unfortunately. Um... I don't ever see if if it's a mix of Alistair and Magistus, I don't ever see this card being played. Yeah, I agree. Because um, uh, the gimmick of fusion summoning with equipping is not that important, especially there's only one Magistus fusion monster, and it's not even that good. Right, right. Well, I think it's decent because it's like quick effect, take control. Uh, well, but... if if this card is a Quick play, then it's a different ball game altogether. Oh, well, fair. fair. It's not <laughs> too bad. It's not. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, last one we have. Uh, Vrita Magistus. This is normal spell. Uh, hard ones turn on the first and second uh, effects. Uh, target one level four or lower Magistus monster in your graveyard. Special summon it. Reborn, cool. If a Magistus card near a spell in Trap Zone would be destroyed by your opponent's card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. Eh. All right, yeah, it's it's all right. It's whatever. It's, it's uh, a Reborn, which good, is fine. Um, the it's a good effect, one-off, definitely, yeah. because it's searchable. So yeah. it's definitely a good one-off for sure. or utility. All right, the final piece of news is just the War Premiere pack for the OCG, which is all the um, TCG exclusive so far. So Dreamers. So we know that there are the, the three confirmed archetypes in this pack is Dreamer, the Gadgets mm -hmm. from Fist of the Gadgets, and the Fire Fist. Right. So congratulations, uh, OCG. You get <laughs> nothing too exciting. Yeah, all the good cards are almost always immediately going to be imported in the OCG, to the OCG anyway. Right. So, this bag is whatever. All right. Um, OCG metagame. Uh, Dogmatica Invoke being the best deck. And then Orcus, Outlitch, Thunder Dragon, Outer Guys, Zephra. Zephra is interesting, but it's just like one more top cut than a lot of other decks in here that we are not going to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's really, uh, the metagame is very, um, what's the correct word? Like there's a lot of decks because 47.8% of the chart are other decks. Right. And I see two Tempest Magi uh, Magician FTK. So there we go. And we also see two Datascape. Like, huh? Hey, they. I actually liked that deck, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, we read that and we were like, are there even any good cards? <laughs> yeah. Apparently there are. Uh, apparently. Um, As you said, Zooking Alpha already. Yes. It's, 
Zooging Alpha already in the side egg. This this is why they limited Pank. <laughs> this is why it's still there. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, Zooking Alpha and Pank. Um, what else? Uh, Orcus List? Okay, I guess. Straight, straightforward, I guess. Yeah, and there's a, I guess, tech card that people are playing in the name of a Fossil Warrior Skull Knight. Mm. Is it the part of, I guess it's like a part of the uh, new fossil architect, right? Yes, uh, I don't remember what it does and I don't remember why it would be played in this. Um, Apparently, here it says uh, it's like Entis, but Entis is you immediately have to trigger. But Fossil uh, mm. Warriors Go Night, you can use it as an ignition effect. Okay. No, not an ignition, uh, but a. Uh, uh, like you can use it later on, not right. uh, immediately when it's sent to the graveyard. Right. So, okay, so I guess for playing around uh, what's a. Or, Basically, it's basically for the Dogmatica stuff when they make you send something to the extra right. from the extra to the grave. Interesting. Maximus. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's pretty cool. Outlitch. Nobody's nobody's That's... playing Maximus here though right now. No, people are. People are citing Maximus. What here? In the yeah, in top eight, oh, I, okay. I saw people cite Maximus. Yeah. Uh, because apparently the the reasoning is that if you main it and people are prepared for it, you're going to get punished. Right. Uh, Outlitch in the uh, OCG. Yeah, the the best version is still Numeron. Uh, yep. With most of the deck being traps. This is the most traps that I have ever seen. It's, it's a lot of traps. It really is. Uh, they have more floodgates available to them than us, so I guess you know that's part of it as well. Um, but they're also just playing just a lot of traps. <laughs> uh, so you know, fair enough. All right, and lastly, we have the Thunder Dragon, who is also playing a a punish card for the Dogmaticas Maximus in the Predapren Chimera Flesia. Because if it's sent to the graveyard, you can get your Thunder Dragon Fusion. The next standby phase to play. Or they're playing the Fusion in the side deck. <laughs> because that is an out to Winda. Nice. That's <laughs> <Let's> up. <laughs> Fusion in 2020. All right. Oh, window. I did not. Moving on I to did not the... miss Linda in the format. I'm very I'm not happy about that. Wait, what did you say? I said I did not miss Winda being in the format, and now she's back. Oh. Yes. Uh, we have the TCG metagame with the fifth uh, rendition of uh, the LCS Luxury Championship Series. This one, much, much less popular. Mm hmm. But all the ones that sign up are all the good ones. So you could say that this is the most concentrated. Yeah. You could say that it's the most concentrated out of all. Mm -hmm. uh, there were only 100 players. And the first 
first day slash the breakdown of the signups of 100 players are 19 now, Lich, with 17 of them being Dogma version, two only two being Numerant. 17 at Emancipators, 16 invoke Dogma, 13 Info, uh, Info Noble Knights, with five of them being a 60 card versions, mm-hmm. uh, 10 other decks, five Dinosaur, with four being Dogma version, which is insane because. I, I did not think about this, but now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, you get a big boss monster and you don't care about the extra deck. Hey, just yeah. play Dogma. Uh, four Outer Geist, four Dragon Link, three Sky Striker, three Sub Terror, two Hero, two Invoke Magnite, two Salamon Great. Yeah. Uh, we see only four Dragon Link, but two of them made it to the top eight. So I guess the deck is extremely powerful. Uh, which brings us to the top eight. We have um, two Dragon Link, two Dogmatica Eldritch, one Megalith, one Adamancipators, one Infernoble Knights, and one Dogma Invoke. Uh, with top four being two Dragon Link, one Megalith, one Dogma Eldritch, and in the finals, Dragon Link beat Megalith, which I don't think we could ever see this final. <laughs> Like we predicted in the last episode yeah. on how the meta game would be, and these two decks were not the top contenders at all. Right, uh, which is probably for the Dragon Link side of things probably a mistake on our parts. I mean, Dragon Link has been very successful, so you know, uh, and there's no ban list to speak of, and you know, I guess they didn't get any new cards, so I guess that's why it wasn't on the top of our minds. But you know, Dragon Link is still a very good deck. Um, clearly. And not even the FTK version. I don't think the FTK was anywhere in this tournament, really. Um, right. Yeah, it's just the normal combo version. Yeah. Megalith was by far the star of the show. Um, I mean, mostly because Farfo was following the, him around on stream and just watching, he featured him like every single round, basically, as soon as they realized. So what? What's the strength of this deck that we did not see in the OCG? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's weird. Like, it, I think they have all the same. They have the same cards. They have access to the same cards in the OCG, other than I guess. Well, they have Link Cross Band, so there's that. Um, uh, Fiber is Fiber Band over there yet or no? I don't think this so. is a going first deck, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you as a, do you know what this is? What what it does? I, I mean, seeing the extra, like I could see the end board, but it has two ways to really. as a thought you uh, on your opponent's turn, basically. As a thought? Yes. Uh, not as a thought itself, but you know, basically, um, magician the the dark magician ritual is basically as a thought, and that's the backup plan. Uh, because you can ritual summon your opponent's turn, you can ritual summon this from hand. Um, so that's the backup plan. The first plan is obviously true king, uh, not true king, uh, king calamity. You know the the big like level twelve synchro um, that you know I played in Pendulum. <laughs> uh, oh, you can summon this. Yes, you summon, you that, summon that. That is plan A. If that doesn't go through, then you can ritual summon your opponent's turn and as a thought them with uh, the chaos max dark magician ritual okay but are you summoning it with are you summoning the level 12 with uh formula synchron yes 
Oh, you're summoning it with formula synchron. Yes. And your opponent's turn. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Never. I. I mean. I don't think I would ever be able to think of these combos. <laughs> oh, this deck is wild. It is insane, bro. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, I loved watching this uh, this weekend or this what two weekends ago or whatever it was. Now, uh, is this also um, like is it good going second as well? Uh, yes, because uh, w one of the big megaliths like po can pop multiple cards, and you know. And then he sided. Yeah, we like, read about that. Yeah, he sided a bunch of blowout it. cards, of course. Um, Extra Foolish Burial has versatility in this because you can either add with Herald or you can pop with Intus. Right. Um, you're playing the Gammas, which Gamma is the best hand trap of the format. Um, you know, it's the deck is the deck is very good. Um, I yeah. yeah so. <laughs> It's quite good. Are you are you looking at the decklist? Yes, I'm looking at the decklist right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you see anything other than okay? So let's. I just say the notable cards that I uh, picked up mm -hmm. on all these lists: Ghost Ogre, mm -hmm. uh, Droplets and Talons, of course, Gammas, and then Extravagance on the uh, Outlitch version, the top eight, because mm -hmm. they're not really extract reliant anymore. Right. Um, the thing that stood out to me was that Droplets was kind of like the star of the weekend in terms of individual cards. Um, just in general. It's a very good card. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, the decks, a lot of these combo we, decks even are playing a lot of hand traps. Um, just because... We kind of miss... We kind of miss Gammas. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about Ogre, of course, Ogre being a very good card. Right. Um, and um, Impermanence against uh, Zexal. Mm -hmm. But we forgot that Gamma is the best of them all. Right. Because it's on, your it's on your turn, you get materials, and you blow them up. Right. Um, I, I'm going to be most fascinated to see the progression with... Uh, triple tactical talents like how people kind of decide on this card because like it's kind of all over the place some people aren't playing it at all some people are siding it some people are maining too you know like it's it seems a little all over the place so that's kind of a fascinating aspect to me um i think it's quite good in some of these combo decks that can play through you know a hand trap because then you can you know rip a card out of their hand check for another hand trap or you can just draw two cards and try to keep combo. Like, because I look at these decks, like, I mean, in a lot of cases, one hand trap is not going to stop a deck like at Emancipator, or even in some cases, a deck like uh, uh, Infernoble Knights. So you hand trap them, and then their talents is live. They rip a card out of your hand, and if it's a hand trap, then there you go. They get to, they're free to combo the rest of the turn, you know? Or, <laughs> it's it's just it is very it's interesting to I'm gonna be curious to see if this where this card uh, finds its way in I think it'll even see more play once we get Dragoon for sure um, yeah and I mean even if it's not a hand trap right they're still starting with yeah, four cards exactly they're, you're ripping a card again yeah exactly um, so 
Because it's funny, a lot of people, as we were building, like, you know, after the release of Rise of the Duelist, there was a lot of discussion about, oh, Talents is overrated, it's not that good, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I could see it fitting its way into a lot more of these decks uh, moving forward, because obviously it's good going second, and then it's good in a lot of these combo decks going first, because... They're, they're playing through one hand trap anyway, so then they're just ripping the second one out of your hand or looping you uh, for another card, you know? Um, I, I think it's quite good in some of these combo decks, for sure. Yeah, and uh, the fact that 50% of uh, the Dragon Link player base, top 8, uh, I think that's just a testament to how broken Chaos Field or whatever the card is. Chaos space. Yeah. Chaos space. Dude, it's so good at that deck. It really is. And this deck is about to get like a lot more accessible as well because um of the World Legacy Guard Dragon and Seafoot reprints for sure. Yeah, like Dragon Link was good before, but then like immediately after the release of Chaos Space, like just boom. Just that. I mean, the consistency just went through the roof. I mean, you're still playing 60 cards, but just adding three chaos space is like just makes it so much easier, you know. Um, you're 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 able to rely on getting to your black and white dragons so much e so much more. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, so definitely, like the highlight of the of the event was Megalith for sure. Uh, just that deck, like mowing over people. Like it's there. <laughs> he two owed a lot of people as well. <laughs> like it wasn't even like <laughs> it was just. And, of course, there's obviously the discussion of, like, is this just because nobody knows how to play against Megalith? And that's definitely an option, or an, an aspect of this, for sure. But it also is that Megalith Fool, the new card, the Rise of the Duelist card, is insane. That card is nuts. It didn't get the attention it deserved uh, from uh, us as a player base. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't know in details how the combos work, but from what you're saying the plan A and plan B both does not really get stopped by hand traps too much because right. um, the uh, the monster that are being summoned with, with Azathoth's effects, they don't activate like Azathoth. Right. Like they don't activate their effect. It's just when they're summoned, it's just that. You're done. Mm -hmm. So they're taken by surprise and the good hand traps against the format overall like Gamma's Ogre doesn't do anything against that. Right. And yeah, even, so. even like... Uh... Because okay, you could uh like let's let's say they have droplets in hand, right? And they activate formula synchron to try to synchro into your big guy, right? They have to droplets there because if if they know this is coming, they have to droplets the formula synchron. Well, what if that <laughs> now they still have this way to ritual summon on your opponent's turn and they just ritual summon this guy and then you're locked out of monster effects or whatever that Chaos Max card does. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's no real winning there in that situation, you know? Um, I, yeah, and I, I would have to say a lot of people who doesn't know the combo would not waste their droplet on a formula single. Right, exactly. Like, like, who knows he would summon the level 12? Like, exactly. You drop it on, you drop it on me, and I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> you can't respond, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not playing this turn. Um, sure. And then, and then the thing is, because they have the quick ritual on your opponent's turn, um, you have access to the megalith that pops that pops cards. 
So even if they're playing like a back row deck or they think, okay, I'll set like an impermanence and a call to buy and try to play and try to survive a turn or whatever, they're just going to pop your back row with the, with the, with the megalith guy uh, in the end phase, you know? It's like, it, it is quite good. Um, I'm going to be curious to see. I know it's been highly played like on Dueling Book since this event, obviously. Um, I will be curious to see if like it was a one-hit wonder or if, uh, it'll, it'll just be like Lundrati, who is the guy who uh, made this deck. Will that will be like kind of the only one having any sort of success with it? I'm curious to see that. Um, yeah. All right. Um, and I guess we have to talk about the disappointment of the event. Well, maybe not to the people who are actually like testing every day and knows that it's not good, but I guess to me and you because we both highly rated uh, the Numeron package. Right when it came to the to the TCG as well as, like, in the last episode. Yeah, Numeron has... It's had some success here and there, but it was definitely a... It flopped in this event for sure. Um, Which, I mean, it, it could also be that people were very, very prepared. Right. For the engine with Ghost Ogre, with Gamma, with Impermanence, Droplets, everything, you mm -hmm. know? Could could also be that. Yeah, exactly. I but think that's definitely part the, of it. People being prepared for it and people knowing that people were prepared for it. Um, so there could be like kind of but, mind games in terms of, you know, maybe next event people don't prepare for it as much because they didn't play against any of the last time. But then more people know that, you know, like that could be something that happens as well. Um, yeah, but the fact that there was only two out of 100 players who used, right. well who use the um, the engine. Yeah. There could be more in the 10 others, but like, yeah, that's like what I'd say 5 6% at most. That's yeah. not a lot at all. I guess... means people thought that the engine is really not good enough. I, I, I guess like the biggest problem with it is that you, if you play it, you're committing a lot to it. You're committing a lot of extra deck space. You're committing a decent amount of main deck space. And if it gets disrupted then you know uh you can't really try anything else but i don't i would make the argument that like you could make you could say the same thing about like these synchro engines or whatever or i i guess maybe dogmatic is just like the better more resilient ver like <laughs> option in terms of like your you know your supplemental engine in term in terms of these other stun decks um mm -hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know. It's 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 weird for sure. Um, I, I guess what was one of the decks that played it was a guru, correct? There was a was, guru. I know there is a that guru numeron is a thing. Uh, which which deck played numeron? Like I said, it could be in the. Other. It could be on the in the other. Yes, that's what uh -huh. I'm saying. Right. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, last word about this event is that uh, a mountain top eight, early Mount Fuji top eight. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, we'll be back at some point <laughs> when we have more to talk about. Um, it, it had been a while since the last like kind of big online event, so I will be 
looking forward to the next online event. Uh, watch along with that. Um, yeah, so that is cool. Um, looking forward to these tins. Uh, Ty's still not playing Yu-Gi-Oh, unfortunately. Um, I don't think I will soon. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you're not going to do remote duels with us? Come on, Ty. No. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back uh, maybe next week. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, and um, we'll talk about some more Yu-Gi-Oh! things. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you guys.